Hey everybody, it's Amanda Jessup with the Chronically Fit and Functional Podcast. Welcome. A couple announcements I wanted to make. Number one, I am coming out with a groundbreaking program January 8th. It's called 2024 Pain No More. It's a chronic pain online program. Inside out approach, meaning you have systems inside you that need to be healed before you work on the movement part. Most chronic pain programs are working on just the movement part, but if you've tried those programs and they're not working, that means that it's something going on in the inside. I'm only taking a select amount of people. I have about eight spots left. Um, I will include the link in the description of this podcast. Also, go ahead and click follow so that you get updated on when I upload new, um, new episodes. And as always, I appreciate any reviews. Today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about my signature method of training my clients. It's called the whole body system uh, fitness method. So I'm excited to share this with you. So let's talk a little bit about the systems in the body. So you'll never have one system in the body just working by itself or just working on one thing. You have multiple systems in your body that work collectively towards better health, towards fitness results, towards weight loss. So my question is, why are most trainers only working on the musculoskeletal system when we have other systems in the body that are um, that make an impact on our fitness results. So I want to give you a couple examples of what I mean by this so you can kind of grasp this topic. So the, let's talk about the lymphatic system. The purpose of the lymphatic system is to get rid of cellular waste and toxins. Now, most of us, just because of the lifestyle we live, our lymphatic systems are congested. Okay. Now that means our body's not getting rid of all these toxins. We come into contact every day. So what does our body do? Well, it actually creates separate fat pockets to store these excess toxins in, right? So now we can say, all right, we need to work on the lymphatic system because that's going to help us lose fat and lose weight. Here's another example. So the nervous system Did you know that being in a chronic state of fight or flight, a chronic state of being super stressed out, contributes to exercise-related injuries, right? So then we would want to work on kind of making our nervous system more resilient. So my whole body system fitness method really starts out with my warm-up. I call it the Fantastic Four warm-up, okay? And in no, we're not talking about the superheroes. But let's go over the four steps in this Fantastic Four warm-up, and I'm going to explain to you why I have them in there. All right, step one in the warm-up, I call it fluid dynamics, okay? So the purpose of this step is to prime our body's tissues to maximize their behaviors. When the tissues are prepared, you get more effective performance outcomes, whatever the performance outcome is, okay? So this is doing things that are moving the lymph, the blood, the interstitial fluid around their joints, 
So examples of, um, you know, fluid dynamic exercises would be um, a lymph massage, right? Foam rolling, a voodoo flossing, which is using bands tightly wound around joints to kind of compress it, massage guns, or even just walking or biking, getting the heart rate up to get the blood circulating. And then there's a method I call rub and scrub, where you're using your hand to kind of scrub your different body parts if you don't have a foam roller. Now, this is a really important part of the warm-up because doing any one of those activities is really starting the recovery process for your workout. And you haven't even begun, right? So that's pretty neat that you can start the recovery process. Also, with this step, you know, we're getting the blood moving um, and circulating. And this is also important for people that have chronic pain. A lot of times when people have pain in certain areas, it can be due to a circulation issue. And since I work with a lot of chronic pain individuals, this step is crucial in the warm-up. All right, step number two in my Fantastic Four warm-up is respiratory training okay so just like we work our leg muscles or bicep muscles we need to also work on our breathing muscles so our breathing muscles are the diaphragm transverse abdominals and the um intercostal muscles i had a brain fart there for a second so the muscles in between the ribs so main purpose of step two in the respiratory training is to train these muscles um, also, we also want to train our breathing in a way that we're delivering oxygen to all the tissues and organs in the body. Um, also, the breathing techniques can stimulate the rest and digest nervous system state. And, you know, everybody's in a chronic state of stress in this life. So if I have a client that comes to me in chronic fight or flight, what did we say? That can contribute to exercise related injuries. So I want to do an exercise, it can be breathing related, um, that is going to set her back in kind of into a rest and digest nervous system before we start training. Another part of step two that I have to work on with my clients is teaching them to breathe through their diaphragm, okay? This is super important for so many reasons. Number one, your diaphragm is a spinal stabilizer. So if your diaphragm is not moving and working properly, you are going to have some sort of back pain in the end. Um, the diaphragm is also connected to the liver. So when the diaphragm moves, the liver moves. Okay. What does that mean? Well, your diaphragm is basically helping your liver detox all of the, the toxins and waste that it has in it. And then also, you have your lymphatic system, okay? But unlike the circulatory system, which has a heart as its pump to pump the blood, the lymphatic system does not have a pump, okay? So when we breathe that diaphragmatically, that is acting as a pump to move the lymph fluid. So examples of types of breathing exercises I would have them do with step two is like weighted belly breathing where I'm putting like a light book or a yoga block on their stomach as they're laying on their back so that they're breathing through your belly. Um, there's an exercise called forced exhalation. That's when you take a normal inhale through the nose 
And then you, you exhale through your mouth, like really fast and hard, like you're blowing out birthday cake candles and you're sucking your stomach in at the same time. The purpose of that type of breathing is to actually activate the breathing muscles so you can breathe better during the workout. Then there's crocodile breathing. This is when you're lying on your stomach, your forehead is rested on your hands. This is more to get somebody into a rest and digest nervous system state. All right, moving on to step three in my fantastic four warm-up, vagal stimulation. So not sure if you've ever heard of the vagus nerve. It's our biggest, most important cranial nerve. It starts in the brain, comes down and intersects every major organ, so lungs, heart, um, our gut. And I put this step in the warm-up because we can stimulate the skin and the eyes, which helps the nervous system communicate better as we're moving. Now, a lot of times our vagus nerve can get dysfunctional, whether it's from stress and infection, um, we have chronic inflammation. And when that happens, a new number of things, things can happen. Number one, your vagus nerve controls how much inflammation you have. So if it's not working properly, you probably are going to have some sort of chronic pain somewhere. Also, the vagus nerve makes up our rest and digest nervous system. So if that's not working properly, we are going to have random symptoms, obviously anxiety and insomnia, but you can have heart palpitations. You can have fainting spells, dizziness, gut issues, feeling on edge all the time. So this is a really important step. Okay. So, you know, I might have somebody do some type of ocular motor technique, which is like movement of the eyes back and forth, um, because we don't act, you know, we're normally just stare ahead. How often do we really look side to side? Um, and the movement of the eyes can actually stimulate like a, a rest and digest sensation in the body. Um, let's see. Another thing that we can do for vagal stimulation is humming. So this is actually really interesting. Before I get to the gym, I do a lot of humming in my car on the way. So like it'll sound like this, a very low tone hum. So, so I will do that for like three minutes on the way to the gym. Okay. Now this does a whole slew of things. It allows the tissues of the lungs to expand better, right? It's going to help us breathe better now. It's stimulating the vagus nerve. And that's exactly the kind of state we want to be in before a workout. We can also use um, somatic or proprioception techniques like um, body, body clapping where I'm using my hand, clapping it up and down my arm and my legs. This really um, stimulates the rest and digest nervous system. So that's another way that we can work this step three in as well. Okay, the last step in my Fantastic Four warm-up, step four is loaded and end range mobility, okay? So there's a lot of different types of mobility out there. The type of mobility you're probably used to is the unloaded mobility. There's You're not using resistance, you're just moving your body in space, working on a typical joint. All right, but there's loaded mobility where you're using some kind of 
um, low amount of resistance, like a mini band or a um, light dumbbell. And this is a great type of mobility to do before a workout because it helps the tissues become more elastic, right? So when we're moving and our tissues expand, we're less likely to tear anything and get injured if our tissues are more elastic. And loaded mobility does that the best, more so than unloaded mobility. Also, loaded mobility exercises build what, what I call joint strength. So I also call these joint strength exercises. And I have a lot of clients who'll come to me with past injuries that may have um, some weak uh, joint strength areas. So we'll utilize these loaded mobility exercises as well. All right, end range mobility is actually really hard. Um, it's strengthening the muscles in an elongated state. So imagine you being in tabletop, okay? And I extend my right leg out to the side, just my right leg. Then I want you to try to do like a side leg lift from that position. If you try this, it is actually really hard, but super amazing benefits. It improves the nervous system's response to unexpected movement. Um, and it thickens the tendons that'll help with the tissues being resilient, AKA preventing injury. Since I am an injury prevention trainer, I have to include things like that in my warm up. So examples of exercises in this category um, would be any mobility exercise for the ankles, the hips or the shoulders or the T-spine using bands, medicine balls, small dumbbells, sandbags, um, and then the end range mobility exercises usually just utilize tennis balls or yoga blocks. So let's talk about the crucial three. Okay. This is the three joints in the body that you want to focus on when it comes to mobility. This is the hips, the T-spine, or also known as shoulder mobility and ankle mobility. Those are the three areas you want to dedicate your time to, to working on joint range of motion. So let's talk about the ankles. Why are they important? Well, we tend to neglect them and they are very important. They're the first thing that hits the ground when we walk or run, okay? And just having tight ankles alone is a direct risk factor for a knee injury. And I can tell you one thing, I've never ever had a client come to me that didn't have tight ankles. All right, so the hips are the second part of the crucial three. The hips are super important because a lot of times tightness in the hips can contribute to low back pain, right? Which is pretty much a pandemic in this world. Now, just kind of a little tip, when you have a pain area or an injury area, you always want to look above and below that area because the root problem is not always the site of the injury or the site of pain, right? So if you did have low back pain, I would look to see how much hip mobility you had, and then I would look up and see how much T-spine or shoulder mobility you had and likely you're going to be have a low amount of mobility in one or both 
Okay, the third joint in the crucial three to focus your, your mobility efforts on is the T-spine, also known as shoulder mobility. So, you know, most of us have a desk job during the day, and this really wreaks havoc on our posture. It pulls our shoulders forward. Our head comes forward. Now we're choking off oxygen to the brain. So we really have to counteract that with some good T-spine mobility because people who have desk jobs tend to be really limited in their mobility in the mid-back area. Now, with the whole body system fitness method, when it comes to the actual main part of the workout, we can do certain movements that target the contraction and the relaxation around our big lymph nodes, right? So our lymph node in our hip crease, our lymph nodes underneath our armpits. For example, if I wanted to target the axillary lymph nodes under the armpit, I would do like a dumbbell pullover, right? That's working all around that area. If I wanted to work, um, if I wanted contraction for lymph <coughs> fluid around that hip joint crease, um, I would do like some single leg balance holds, right? So we can organize our workout <clears throat> to target the lymphatic system and helping it not be congested. Now you're in for a treat because I haven't really released my blueprint for the main part of the workout because I'm kind of still fine tuning it, but I'm going to kind of give you an idea um, on how I've structured it, right? So if I were to work with a client, build them a strength workout, the first exercise would be a lower body exercise and what we call pull, okay? So some sort of squat or lunge, but I have made sure that every workout in includes all the different types of strength, which there's a lot of them out there, right? So um, two, three categories I can choose from for this first exercise. Number one would be fundamental movement strength. So that's like crawling or, um, you know, side lunges, pushing, pull, rows, the fundamentals. The second category I can choose from is what's called dead strength. Okay. This is where we are picking up an object and a lift from being, dead still, right? So an example of that would be um, like a deadlift. Um, and so the third category is what I call posterior oblique sling exercise. Okay, posterior means backside. You have a sling of muscle that starts on the left side glute, runs up to the right side lat. So working diagonally across the back, you can target this important sling of muscle um, with specific exercises. It helps reinforce your gait when walking and running and just overall makes you more athletic. All right, so second exercise I would do with a client in a work strength workout would be an upper body exercise that is unilateral. Unilateral means working one arm at a time. Um, that is a huge theme of my fitness training because when you work one arm at a time, you aren't contributing to any left to right imbalances, right? So I would much rather have somebody do 
a dumbbell press versus a barbell press, right? Because with the barbell press, the stronger arm can take over, right? And imbalances from left to right are direct risk factors for injury as well. Okay, so second exercise, upper body has to be unilateral. I've got two categories to choose from. Um, one is I could do an odd position strength exercise. Odd position strength is when you are in kind of a weird position that doesn't include standing and then working your upper body. So for example, I do a lot of upper body exercises in a half kneeling position. You're kneeling on one leg, the other leg is in front, like you're about to do a hip flexor stretch. Or I could choose from a muscle-based strength exercise. Muscle-based strength is the bodybuilding type of exercises. Now, I don't really include much of that in my workouts because I'm functional and I like to include movement-based strength. But if I have a client that is wanting to work more on the aesthetics um, of fitness, right, then I would probably throw that in there. But if they didn't have that as a goal, then I would obviously pick the odd position strength. All right, so we would do two to three sets of those two exercises. And then the next exercise would be um, a core exercise. And some people, some people might disagree with me on this. A lot of times in strength and conditioning, they'll put core at the end. But what I have found in my workouts is that I have more balance. I have more strength when I do core either in the warm up or core more towards the beginning of the main part of the workout. So this is based on just my experience and how I feel, but I've also heard from my other clients as well, the same thing. And so there's a, a, about four categories we can choose from for our core exercise. You're not gonna see me having a client doing crunches or sit-ups, okay? We, got, we have to be a little bit more functional um, because that's not how our core works in real life. So any type of plank variation, side plank variation, um, any type of movement where we're on our stomach and working our uh, lower back extensor muscles. Um, using the cable machine to do pal-off presses, right? That's an anti-rotation exercise. Or we could do like loaded carries, like, um, like a farmer's carry, single arm farmer's carry. Um, and we can do some anti-lateral flexion on the cable machine as well. And one um, area of core work that usually people don't, don't do a lot of is rotational work, right? So maybe like some med ball twists with, you know, a band adding resistance in a standing position. So I really like rotational exercises also because all of your organs are under your rib cage so when you're rotating your rib cage in a rotational exercise you're moving those organs and that actually helps you detox right so this is where like okay now we're working you know on our detox pathways and all the systems that help us detox hence why i call this the whole body system fitness method 
Okay, so next exercise um, in a whole body system fitness method total body workout would be another lower body exercise, but unilateral. So we had a unilateral upper body exercise earlier. Now we're doing a lower body unilateral, okay? So the three categories I can choose from, number one is what I call ground to standing exercises. Any exercise where you're starting out on the ground and then ending up standing, usually holding weights. So the one that I can probably um, guess that you've heard of is Turkish getup. Okay, we're holding a dumbbell or a kettlebell above our head, coming up to standing. And there's various other ones as well. Second category I have is doing a squat or lunge variation, but remember it has to be one leg. So I could do like a single leg squat to a bench or a TRX single leg squat. Lunges, um, there's a lot of varieties. We have um, stationary inline lunge, forward lunges, side lunges, all working one leg at a time. Third category I could choose from is either a bridge or some sort of hip thrust exercise. I am really big on glute strength and glute fitness because it really is a big part of our core. And if you're really looking to be athletic and um, prevent injuries, then work your glutes a lot. Okay, last exercise in a whole body system fitness method workout would be upper body exercise. And again, it's gonna be unilateral. We said that prevents imbalances and injuries. So the two categories I can choose from are foundational movement strength. So any type of push or pull. So a, um, uh, like a, a single arm half kneeling lap pull down, right? And then the other one I can choose from is the anterior oblique sling exercise. So we said posterior, and I told you that was running from the glute diagonally across the back up to the right side lat. Now you have a sling, a muscle in the front of your body that starts in your inner thighs, crosses the body, and ends up on the opposite side obliques, okay? So there's a tons of ways you can do this. I'm not gonna explain that. But again, these types of exercises reinforce our gait pattern, walking and running, and just makes us more athletic. All right, and finally for the cool down, I can choose from about five different things or use a couple of them. Number one thing I do always in the cool down of my workouts is soft tissue work. So foam rolling, using a lacrosse ball, if you have a muscle gun, or using the rub and scrub method with your hand, rubbing your fist all over your body. Again, this is helping with the recovery process so that you are less sore, so that you have less muscle soreness and that you recover faster. Okay, then I have C3 unloaded mobility, crucial three. We talked about the three areas, ankles, hips, and the T-spine, which is your mid-back. So in our cool down, we could include some uh, crucial three unloaded mobility exercises. Another th area we could choose from is full body static stretches. So static meaning you're just holding it, you're not moving. So like doing a hamstring stretch with a band, right? That would be an example of a full body static stretch. 
Another area we can add in is called fascia flossing, okay? This is where, these are dynamic mobility exercises where we are contracting and relaxing the muscle in certain parts of the movement. This really helps um, move fluids in the lymphatic system. And again, guys, the lymphatic system is so important, but yet it's so underrated. Um, it's an area in the body that can re really cause a lot of chronic pain. It's going to help you recover faster if the fluids in that system are running. You're not going to have brain fog. You're going to have a lot of energy. Um, so I would include fascia flossing as well. Last area I could choose from would be some sort of restorative pose. For example, laying on, on your back and having your legs resting up on a wall, right? That allows all the blood and circulation to come back up towards your upper body and your head. There's a lot of research on there um, about how it's super beneficial and helping with stress and circulation. And again, that's a big part in recovery. So I know a lot of people, most people are resistant to change. So yeah, there have been times where, you know, potential clients don't really want to train this way. Even when I explain all of this to them, like I am to you, right? It's that we are creatures of habit. But if we can work out in a way where we're optimizing other systems in the body to prevent other issues and diseases and chronic illnesses, why wouldn't we work out that way? And again, all of our systems in our body work together, meaning not one of them works alone. Um, we don't have a system that gets injured alone. It doesn't heal alone. So Working all the systems together is going to get my clients faster fitness results. So now I kind of want to backtrack and tell you um, how this influenced me to start training my clients that way. Okay. And I first want to start out with a quote from one of my mentors named Dr. Perry Nicholson. He says, all of the systems in the body work together. One influences the other. Good luck on learning that in modern sick care. He, he, he basically means good luck in learning that with traditional doctors and medicine. And then he says, when you get sick enough, you're going to have to find the answers on your own. And this is super accurate. So when I started to get ill with all of my mystery symptoms, I was going to different specialty traditional doctors. They were running tests. They were coming back normal. I was being gaslighted, said I was just crazy or had depression, you know. And then when I finally got my diagnosis, I was able to locate a, um, a Lyme disease doctor that specializes in that. But... As she has me start dipping into these different systems and programs to heal myself, I'm thinking, wow, I didn't really get Lyme because of the bacterial infection because I had it, I had it since birth. I, my mom passed it down to me in the fetus and 
what I knew was that, you know, for about 30 years of my life, I had Lyme inside me, but I was completely healthy. I wasn't having any symptoms. So why was that? Right. And, and so the, the answer is, is these systems in my body, the lymphatic, the nervous system and the respiratory system, they were working great back when I was younger, right? But then due to life events and surgeries and accidents, um, it was just kind of a domino effect until my body just finally broke down. So that is why I include this type of whole body system fitness work into my programs and with my clients because doing this you are going to prevent what I got. Okay. You're going to prevent chronic illnesses and diseases. And again, if you can figure a way how to work that into a workout program, why wouldn't you do it? Right. You know, but I just wish people were more open-minded about this kind of stuff. Right. Because like, I'll talk to some of my older clients about this stuff where I'm trying to transition and, you know, I'll get, I'll get answers where they're like, well, let me talk to my doctor to see if that's okay. And I'm thinking, dude, you go to a doctor that gives you just 15 minutes of his time. You really think you, you know, he's going to do everything he can to help you like, no, that's not the way modern medicine works, right? And then it's also the mentality of people just wanting a quick fix. I just want this miracle pill to help me do that, right? So for example, I was talking to a client. She has tight neck issues, which by the way, more than a third of your lymph nodes are in your neck. So any tight neck issues can generally be that. And, you know, I tried to show her my 2024 pay no more program that talked about these systems, how they contributed <clears throat> to muscle tightness and pain. And it's like, she wanted to still go and get a, um, an MRI and she wanted to go and do other tests. And I'm like, if all your tests are coming back normal for a specific symptom or issue you have, don't you think it's about time you started thinking outside the box? And in a way, I was somewhat forced to think outside the box from the beginning because there is no cure, <clears throat> cure for Lyme disease, right? So there's a lot of alternative therapies and treatments that aren't necessarily killing and getting all the Lyme out but are gonna help you to be more functional, right? So I had to start thinking outside the box from the get-go, right? And I just literally felt like I hit the jackpot in terms of these <clears throat> systems and the knowledge and how well it has helped me come from not being able to leave my house to now being able to work. I went on a, like a week and a half vacation, like all these great milestones and things that I wasn't able to do like four years ago. So my biggest advice to you is if you're interested in training and optimizing 
the systems of your body because they work together. You can reach out to me on my Instagram. I have all my handles on my um, podcast page. But also, if you are somebody you know that has chronic pain, definitely go check out the uh, program page for my 2024 Pain No More program. Okay, it's an inside out approach, healing those systems internally, then working on the movement. It's such a groundbreaking program, and I'm so excited about it because I know every individual in that program is going to get some sort of pain relief, and you're going to learn so much. You're going to have a toolbox to pull from when you do get pain to get it to go away. You're going to feel somewhat in control of your body again, right? You're going to be able to do the things that you love to do. Um, And so that link will be in the description for this episode. But appreciate you sticking around and learning about my method of training. Hope you have a great day.